Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. Are you ready? Tell me, say, Holy Spirit, I'm ready to receive all that you have for me tonight. Hallelujah. Say it again. Say, Holy Spirit. I'm ready to receive all that you have for me tonight. The theme of this camp meeting is Soli Deo Gloria, which means to the glory of God alone. And to understand the origin of that phrase, you have to understand a bit of church history. A man named Martin Luther was reading his Bible one day and came across a revolutionary verse. It says, the just shall live by faith. And that day he finally understood that salvation doesn't come by good deeds as important as good deeds are. Doesn't come by religious rituals, religious calisthenics, doesn't come by the sacraments, doesn't come by any of those things. Comes by faith. And that was revolutionary for someone who was obsessed with his own sinfulness, constantly obsessed, and will weary the priests of those days with incessant confessions, every time confessing, every time. So he just realized, oh, the just shall live by faith. And it changed his life. And in this camp meeting, every night since we started, what you might not realize is that we've been drawing lessons from that encounter. Because that encounter was what birthed what we now know as the Protestant Reformation. And so, night one, we talked about assurance of salvation. That a man like Martin Luther, who though he loved the Lord, you know, was just constantly scared, came to realize that the just shall live by faith. And having studied the word of God properly, he discovered that Justification before God is by grace alone, on the basis of Christ alone, through faith alone, as taught finally and decisively in the scriptures alone, for the ultimate glory of God alone. And I told you that these phrases were said in Latin, sola gratia, by grace alone, sola Christo, through Christ alone, sola fide, through the means of faith alone, Sola Scriptura, as taught in the scripture alone, solely Deo Gloria to the glory of God alone. You know, so essentially, it was a teaching on soteriology, how is a man saved? And we dwelt on that. But now, an important question must be asked and answered, which is this. Why was Martin Luther so successful? Do you know what it means for one man to stand against so great an institution and make a headway. What happened? He couldn't have been the first person to discover, you know, some of the inconsistencies. And by the way, this is not even a shade to the Catholic Church. There is no denomination in the world now that is perfect. 
including charismatic denomination. None. Come on, are you with me? You know, but why was he so powerful? What happened? His movement came at a very special time. Say Kairos. So, by providence, Martin Luther's revolution started at the advent of the printing press. That notes no longer needed to be written by hand. You could just print them out. So his teachings went viral. It was just like, you know, in, some, in a smaller dimension, the social media age, his teaching went viral and became a revolution. And that was providence. And that's why I taught you on the second night on discerning spiritual seasons. And that is not enough to have a good idea or a God idea. It is not necessarily good ideas that go viral. It is good ideas at a good time. Because in Ecclesiastes 9, the man of God made an observation. He says, I've noticed under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor battle to the strong, nor bread to men of skill. It says, time and opportunity happens to them all. So you must be open to the orchestration of the Spirit, giving you opportunity for the agenda of God. It is as important as your idea, as important as your calling, to ask where, Lord, how, Lord, supernatural precision, for you to understand that the call of God on your life is time-sensitive. And I told you that there is a hypothetical pool of Bethesda in your calling, such that it is only when there is a stair that there will be a miracle. Learn to go with the flow. There is something called the supply of the Spirit. It makes it easier. All the Christian devotion that you might practice become even more powerful when there is a flow. Prayer becomes more powerful when you pray in consistency with God's plan for your life at a particular time. Zechariah chapter 10, ask for rain in the year of the latter rain, in the season of the latter rain. So God has already chosen, this is the Kairos time, so ask. When you're in your Kairos moment, it's easy. It just happens, boom. That's the realm of divine speed. That's the realm of divine possibility. So from that Reformation story, we learn about assurance of salvation, we learn about the opportune time of the Spirit. And then another thing he really advocated for was what he called priesthood for all believers. Ah. He had the audacity to say that the priesthood of the Catholic Church was a human invention and that the believer does not need an intermediary between himself and God. Both things to say. So he had the audacity to say that man does not need an intermediary between him and God. And that the priesthood of the Catholic Church was a human invention by God's idea 
and by God's own design, we are all priests. And he was right. Turn your Bibles, 1 Peter, chapter 2, verse 9. Oh, God. Read 1 Peter, chapter 2, verse 9, loud as you can. One, two, go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So are you in 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9? Read together loud as again, one, two, go. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should what? Show forth the praises of him who what? That you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Oh God, what a revelation. What a privilege. You are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. A peculiar people. You are peculiar. You know what makes you peculiar? Not your bank account. Not the car you drive. But the privilege to show forth the praises of him. Who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light? Do you realize how wonderful that is? That God called you out of darkness into his light. The same God that we read about in the Old Testament that dwells in unapproachable light, that even the seraphim dare not look. They have six wings, two for flying and the rest for covering themselves because they dare not look at the glory of God. He's so sacred. He's so holy, they dare not look. Such that Isaiah found himself in that throne room in a vision, and he said, I'm undone, I'm in trouble. Woe is me. I'm a man of unclean lips. I dwell amidst people of unclean lips. You know, the presence of God, as beautiful as it is, is so fearful. It's like the sun. As beneficial as the sun is, you dare not go close. It destroys everything close. That's the definition of holiness. Separate from what is common. The glory of God is not common. He dwells in unapproachable lights. And so I told you that the first marvelous thing that God did was the incarnation. Remember? Ah, that the God who had never been seen before took on human flesh. And the Bible says, no man had seen God at any time. But the only begotten of the Father has done what? Declared him. Paul exclaimed in 1 Timothy 3, 16. He says, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. Seen of angels. So even the incarnation, the incarnation was the angel's opportunity to see God for the first time. Even the angels were glad. Oh, wow. Like, is this really happening? This is God. Scene of angels. The incarnation was so special. But that was just a means to an end. People had never seen anything like it before. 
Jesus talked different. When Jesus said, I and the Father are one, the Jews called it blasphemy. What do you mean? They picked up stones trying to kill him. They understood the meaning of what he was saying. You and the Father are one? No man ever talked like that. As if that was not enough. You know, it's easy to conceive and say, oh yeah, he could talk like that. I mean, it's the incarnation. But then he says, in my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. He said, I go to prepare a place for you so that where I am. <laughs> Listen, even if you don't understand what the text meant, he said, so that where I am, not so that where I'm going. So he wasn't talking about a location. He was talking about a position. Are you getting what I'm saying? He says, I'm going to pre prepare a place for you so that where I am. He was talking about sonship. Not a location, not a geographical location. It doesn't even make sense. You see, one of the simple laws of hermeneutics, how to know when a statement is figurative is if the literal meaning does not make sense. How can you have mansions in a house? In my father's house, there are many mansions. It doesn't make sense. And one of the simple laws of Bible interpretation is, if the simple, obvious meaning does not make sense, something figurative is intended. In my father's Monet, there are many. In my father's Oikea, there are many Monet, many dwelling places. He was talking about family. He was talking about sonship. And so this is the story of the Ecclesia, the church of Jesus Christ. He says, upon this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of the grave shall not prevail against it. You know, if you don't understand that statement, you won't really appreciate it. He said, the gates of Hades, the gates of the grave will not prevail against the church. Why did he say that? It was only Jesus who was going to die. So he could have said, the gates of the grave will not prevail against me. But he didn't say that. He said, the gates of Hades will not prevail against the church. Why did he say that? Because though he died as an individual, he rose up as a family. He said, except a corn of wheel fall to the ground and dies, it abides alone. He says, but if it dies, it does what? Much fruit. So he died as an individual, he rose up a family. So he said, the gates of hell would not prevail against the church. Now he has brought us to glory. Listen, that is what priesthood is. The fact that you have the privilege to reveal God to your world. Let me tell you this. When God made man, the Bible says he made him in his image. And he said, let him have dominion. Do you know what that means? It means that as long as man, a man of God is on the earth, his world must not look for God. That's what it means. That's delegation. Let him have dominion. That's our privilege, our greatest privilege. Not religion, but the ability to reveal God to the world. That's what Imago Dei is. That's what it means to be the image of God. Ah, that I'm an ambassador for Christ. 
that like Jesus, I can sit on a well, and even though the woman who approaches doesn't really descend, you say, ah, if you knew the gift of God. You see every association as the gift of God to people, God's opportunity to reach out to them. Now that's powerful and life-changing. Hallelujah. Are you learning anything? This is one of the biggest secrets of my life. Read it together, one to go. Buried with him in baptism. Wearing also, risen with him through, the, through faith in the operation of God who had raised him from the dead. Read it again, one to go. Buried with him in baptism. Wherein he are risen with him through faith in the operation of God. So what is baptism? Baptism is a supernatural operation by which we become beneficiaries of the work of Christ. That's what it is. A supernatural operation by which we become beneficiaries of the work of Christ. This is what I'm saying. Normally, it shouldn't do you any good that someone died and someone rose again. How is it that the death of someone else is your death? Your death to sin. And that the burial of someone destroyed your old man. And that the resurrection of someone is your resurrection to the newness of life. How is it? How does God join you to the redemptive work of Christ? By baptism. Did you hear what I said? So he says, buried with him. In the literal tomb of Jesus, only one person was put there. But in the eyes of the Spirit, there were billions of us. So Paul says, buried with him. History sees one man in the tomb. God sees billions of us in the tomb. Buried with him. Wherein also ye are risen with him. History records Jesus rose again. Re Revelation records we all were raised with him. And so Paul says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4, he says, But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has what? Quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. And has raised us up together with him and made us sit in heavenly places in Christ. Listen, this changes everything. This changes everything. It means what Martin Luther taught first and foremost is correct. That's as close to God as you can get. You are seated with him. You don't need any intermediary. Let me tell you something. Every prophetic word should come as a confirmation of what God has told you. Because you are close to God like that. You don't need anybody. You don't need to depend on anybody to know God's plan for your life. That's what priesthood is. Eh? Do you know who a priest is? A priest represents God to the people and represents the people to God. Priesthood defines access. That's the height of access. That when God wants to reach my generation, I'm there. <laughs> that because I am here, 
my generation never needs to doubt the power of God. He said, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come on you. And you shall be what? Uh-huh. <laughs> Are you getting it now? So the same way Jesus responded to Philip, when he said she was the father, you can say, ah, she was the father. I've been with you. Or you don't realize that. That's the privilege of sonship, to reveal the father to your world. That's why he says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are what? Become new. He says, and all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself in Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. He says, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and has given us the word of reconciliation. He says, now then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God not beseech you by us. What a mindset. He said, we pray you in Christ's stead. Meaning, where Christ stood, we stand. We reveal the Father to our world. That's priesthood. Let me tell you this, as I round off. If you don't practice this, you won't grow in it. <laughs> you must practice it. It's a mentality. Ah, Imago Day, I'm here. My generation will not look for God. Are you listening to me? Uh -huh. That you may show forth the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. My generation will not look for God. It is my responsibility to demonstrate God. Show forth his praises. There must be some show off in your life. Some show off. There must be more to you than what you drive. What more to you than what you wear? Show some glory. That's your calling. Hallelujah. Ah, that means the supernatural is natural to you. Don't you understand? Aha. And now, you know what Paul told the church at Colossae? He said, whatever you do, in word or deed, do in the name of Jesus. Oh God. Have you ever meditated on that text before? You need to take time and think about it. Whatever I do. Listen, I've been baptized into Christ. Now I must learn to function in his name. Whatever I do, no aspect of my life must escape the supernatural. Because he said, whatever I do. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Sometimes when I'm sharing the secret of my life, and people are just looking. I'm wondering, oh God, do they get it? Like, this is, this is you, listen, you, you, you can't on one hand admire what God is doing through me. Then I'm sharing secrets like this and you're just pale. Do you realize this is the secret of my life? This is the secret of Celebration Church. It's a God-sized vision. I must do everything in consistency with the capacity of the name of Jesus. Ah, God. The reason why you've been struggling, racking your head about capital is because you are not doing it in the name. The reason why there's a call on your life, you're wondering how to go about it. 
You are using your head, not the name. You are using your mind, not the name. He said, whatever I do, are you catching anything at all? <laughs> Say this with me. Say, whatever I do, from today, I do in the name of Jesus. Say it again. Say, whatever I do, from today, I do in the name of Jesus. He says, and do it in dependence upon his person. God. God. I must hide in that name. I must wear it like a garment. I must walk in it. I must do things in it. That's where the supernatural becomes natural. Whatever you do, in word or in deed, do in the name. I give you this charge in the name of Jesus. The visions God has given you, you can't do it in your strength. You cannot. You are the light of the world. Give your world something to wonder about. Give your world something. How? 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 Let Nicodemus come and look for you in the night. Do you understand what I'm saying? That is what it means to be light. They must look for you. Gentiles must come to your lights, to the brightness of your rising. They must have questions for you and say, I know that you are a man from God. No one can do these great miracles except God be with him. Ah uh -uh. You come to a point where they might not even like you, but they can't deny your results. <laughs> Whatever I do in word or in deed, I do how? Are you ready to function in the name? Listen, what can the name produce in your business? What can the name produce in your ministry? What can it produce? Do you know what the name can produce? Everything can become of value in the name. You can't be functioning in the name and lack capital. Don't you understand? In the name, you can call for the light out of darkness. Ah, Jesus. Did you hear what I said? Light out of darkness. Water from the rock. From the objects of impossibility. Possibility can burst forth. Listen, waste water can become wine. In the name. The water they were using for cleansing, for washing, you know, he spoke to it, it became wine. Ah, uh, ah, uh, how can such a person lack? How can such a, do you know what your life would be if water can become wine? How can such a person lack? See, you have to understand the privilege of following God's plan for your life without considering lack. Do you know what that means? Where lack has been dealt with, so you just do what you want to do. You can interrupt a man's business, a fisherman's business, preach, and then when you're done, you say, put your net here. <laughs> it's like you're not catching what I'm teaching you. <laughs> you do your life as if the devil is dead. As if you spend paper as money. As long as it's the calling of God, there shouldn't be any lack. Hallelujah. Jesus was so put together. Nothing faced him. You know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, his mother came to him. There's no wine in the wedding. Imagine. 
Where, you, where you are so full of supply, they, they are bringing those kind of needs to you. And you're just like, oh, it's not my time, woman. <laughs> okay, poor, what time depart? <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen, do you believe what I'm saying is the word of God? So in your own life, water can become wine. You believe that, right? You believe that's about to happen. You're going to do things in the name of Jesus. Now, I want you to take a few minutes. I want to give you an experience that Abraham had, where God called him in the cool of the night and said, look at the stars. I want you to picture the visions of God, what he's going to do with you, how far you're going to go. Oh, the name can produce wonders in your life. The name will produce wonders in your life. You've been doing it small because you've been using your mind. It's time to do it in the name. It's time to do it in the name. God-sized visions. Did you hear what I said? How big? How big? How big? How big? Listen, listen. I want you to practice now. If you want to live this life, you have to change your confession. And you don't confess this in secret. You don't confess this only amongst church people. <laughs> you must be ready in prison to sing and pray. And the Bible says, and the prisoners heard them. You do it to the hearing of people. You come down from a mountain like this, you go to the synagogue and you read, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. And then you say confidently to the hearing of everybody. You say, today, this scripture is fulfilled before your eye. Feel free to update your status when you're done. And say, Imago Day, world, I am coming. You've never seen this type before. You thought you, know me, you knew me before. But wait. Wait, because he gives more grace. He gives more grace. It's time for God-sized visions. It's time for God-sized sponsorship. Hey, I'm coming, world. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. It doesn't take time. It takes the name. It doesn't take time. It takes the name. Jesus did it in three years. Three years. Three years. You can bring the world system to his knees in the name. The name will produce the intelligence. It will bring the direction. It will bring the sponsorship. Ah, do you understand what I'm saying? The name. I want to give you a few minutes. You're going to talk. You say, in the name of Jesus, I do big things. Things for the kingdom. I'm shaping cultures. So, I'm going to give you a few minutes to use your own words. Just like Jesus did. And you say, from today. <laughs> This day is this scripture fulfilled before your eyes. This day is this scripture fulfilled before your eyes. Kasapaya. Mm -hmm. You better make it count. Make it count. This day is this scripture fulfilled before your eyes.
Pray in the spirit right now. Pray in the spirit right now. Pray in the spirit right now. Pray in the Holy Ghost. 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 I said, pray in the Holy Ghost. I said, pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You know, Paul says, I will pray in the Spirit and pray in my understanding also. So, I want you to watch for utterance God is going to give you. So, as you pray in the Spirit, when you feel words coming, speak them. So, when you, when, as you pray, you begin to feel words coming. I'm the light of the world. You shoot it like a bullet. I want to give you a few more minutes. So do that now. Doors are open to me. Doors are open to me. Doors are open to me. Thank you, Jesus. Doors are open to me. Doors are open to me. Doors are open to me. Kasombele dahaya. Kasombele gahai. Kasombele gahai. Oh God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Take advantage of this opportunity. Use your words right now. And use them well. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God. Oh, come on. Thank you, Jesus.
Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name, we've prayed. Can you do all things? Is anything impossible to you? I want you to say it from your spirit. Say, nothing shall be impossible to me. Say, in the name of Jesus, I walk on water. In the name of Jesus, I move mountains. In the name of Jesus, I do the impossible. I see the invisible. I touch the intangible. Say, in the name of Jesus, I live. I move. I have my being. Say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. See, I cannot be intimidated. I refuse to fear. I refuse to fret. Say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Say, I do not lack resources. Say, I don't lack means. Say, I have all I need. Say, I have all that I need. Say, I have more than enough. Say, in the name of Jesus, I turn water to wine. In the name of Jesus, I turn water to wine. Say, by the anointing of the Holy Ghost, I create opportunities. Say, there is a way for me. I will never be stranded. Hallelujah. Do you believe that? Let's practice. Say, say this to me. Say, I don't get stranded. I don't get stranded. I, I, I don't get stranded. I never get stranded. Uh -uh. Even in the wilderness, ravens will bring food. I, I don't get stranded. Ravens will bring food. I, I, don't, I, don't, get, I don't get stranded. I, don't, I, I usually don't get stranded. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't get stranded. Say, that's my life. Listen. If you watch this ministry well, you know that this is what we live. This is what we live. So it's, it's not a joke. <laughs> and you're going to see it. Say, I'm going to see it. Hallelujah. Are you tired of confessing? Say, great is the glory of God in my life. Say it again. Say, great is the glory of God in my life. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809-996-7000. Blessings.